At Red Barn, our pet food ingredients work overtime. They aren't just there for show. Dandelion greens work to maintain a healthy digestive system. Salmon oil works to enhance the immune system. Green lipped mussels work to support joint health. These hardworking ingredients support your dog's active, healthy life. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our grain-free stews. The only pet food with Red Barn Bully Sticks. Blog Talk Radio.
Hello, it's 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Wednesday, April 9th, 2014, and you are listening to Boy Crazy Radio. I am your host. My name is Alexi Wasser. But just to quickly explain what Boy Crazy Radio is in a nutshell, well, Boy Crazy Radio is a call-in advice show, all right? It's kind of like Loveline, but not, but kind of, but cooler, more street, more uh, accessible, uh, I'll be nicer to you when you call in. I swear to God, I just want to serve as the big sister you never even knew that you wanted or needed. Okay? That is what I'm here for. Boy Crazy Radio is for anyone and everyone out there. And that includes you, goddammit. So if any of the following descriptive terms sound familiar to you, then rest assured, Boy Crazy Radio is the place for you. You guys, are any of you out there sad, lonely, gay, straight, bisexual, uh, newly single, maybe stuck in a horrible relationship you just can't figure out your way out of? Uh, are you a cutter? Are you a shit talker? Ugh. Are you a total high school nerd who grips the straps of your Jansport backpack that's covered in whiteout and patches for bad bands from Hot Topic way too tight? Are you sitting in the middle of your shitty little bedroom right now, right at this moment, just binge eating? like a pizza or a sandwich or something, and picking at your face, not that it's not okay to eat a sandwich, I totally eat them too. I'm actually not as afraid of bread as I used to be, and I swear to God I'm losing weight because of it, so don't fear bread like they tell you to. Anyway, but are you sitting in the middle of your little shitty room, binge eating some kind of food, perhaps donuts or whatever, and just picking at your face and, like, using tweezers and needles and weird stuff to, like, get pus out of your fucking zits on your face? It's only going to make it worse. And the sebum, I think that's what it's called, is going to spread all of your face, and give you more zits. So cut the fuck out. You guys, uh, uh, are any of you guys out there perhaps looking for love, answers, guidance, direction, or maybe just hoping to feel a little bit teeny tiny less alone? Are you experiencing a shame spiral because of what you did at that party last weekend? Are your friends total assholes who talk shit behind your back and then smile to your fucking face? Oh, I hate that. Is the guy or girl you like not responding to your text messages, your Facebook posts, all of your retweets and Instagram likes? Oh, no. Is your dad cheating on your mom with you? Holy fucking shit. Do you need a pep talk in the form of a slap in the face in the form of a radio show? Then this is your goddamn lucky day, you guys, because that is exactly what Boy Crazy Radio is. I've said it before. I will say it again. Boy Crazy Radio is your new home away from home. Okay, case closed. It is your new home away from home. So dial 646-378-0649. I want you to call me right now. I want to know you're out there. I want you to share a secret with me. I want you to tell me your problems. And use a fake name if you're too much of a, I don't want to call you a pussy. Use a fake name if you're scared. Nobody's going to know it's you. We can't see your face. Change your name. Sound a bit garbled. No big deal. And pick up your smartphone and dial 646-378-0649. Because I want to be the shoulder that you cry on, all right? I have a lot of excess energy. Uh, I didn't do the show last week. I had my own problems last week. We'll get into that. I will tell you all about that shit. There's so much to talk about. So as I wait for your phone calls to roll in, and I hope they do, because when you don't call in, it makes me feel like you're not listening. So if you are listening and you are too shy to call in, get over your shyness because that shyness will actually end up making Boy Crazy Radio no more. Because I'll be like, oh, my God, I'm talking to nobody. I mean, I I can tell how many people listen to the show, so I know that some people are listening. That is why I'm asking you to get over yourself, relax, and let's have a gab dash. Let's have a chat. But in the meantime, 
I'm going to tell you about my week and stuff that I want to tell you about. Once again, the number is 646-378-0649. And also, let me just say, you can always tweet me your questions because I know that maybe you can't call in, but maybe you can just tweet real quick. My Twitter information is as follows. At I'm Boy Crazy, the letter I, the letter M, B O Y C R A Z Y. That's the same handle for my Instagram as well. So let's be friends on Instagram too. Anyway, oh my God, where do I even begin? Well, first off, uh, even though, well, whatever. First off, this Boy Crazy Radio episode is dedicated to a really cute gray kitty named Tron who passed away next last Wednesday. Um, he's my boyfriend's kitty. My boyfriend used to have four kitties. Now he has two kitties. Within six months, he has two adorable kitties. Let me say it's probably the, the more adorable of the four, the most adorable of the four. Coco, who I never met because this was before. Well, I didn't get a chance to meet this kitty. Anyway, I'm already rambling, but just bear with me here, okay? We've all got our own problems, and mine is how I decided to tell stories. Anyway, Coco passed away. So may Coco rest in peace, and I'm sure Coco is. Uh, but who cares? Never met Coco. I did, however... Just kidding. I'm horrible jokes. I'm already making fun of the dead. Okay. But I did meet Tron. All right. It's sad that Coco passed away. People love cats. People love animals. Um, I get that. But I actually got to meet Tron, a really adorable gray kitty. He was kind of funny looking. At first, I was put off by his bizarre look. But then that quickly washed away. Uh, he had a very triangular-shaped head. I think he was a short-haired uh, Siberian Thing. I don't know. I think I'm making all that. A short-haired something. It was, it was a kitty, all right? Isn't that enough? Anyway, he was a kitty, and he was, like, the most perfect size kitty in the world. Um, he was, like, a medium-sized kitty, slender, because why not? That's kind of preferential. I don't know. Fat cats are cozy, too. Whatever. And he was a cuddly kitty. So he had a cute triangular face that was interesting. I feel like I have an interesting face. My boyfriend, whose kitty it is whose kitty it was, whose kitty it is. He has an interesting face. We've all got interesting faces um, in the most beautiful sense of the word, interesting. And uh, this kitty was a cozy kitty. And I got to hang out with this kitty, well, I probably met him three times. And uh, whatever, more than three times. Uh, this is already going nowhere fast. Anyway, I met him a bunch of times. I hung out with this kitty as much as I got the chance to. And uh, I could not believe it. So my boyfriend went home. Uh, he travels a lot, and he went back to his house. Um, it's in another state. He lives in Washington. He got home. The kitty was already not doing so well because I guess he had liver problems. And I was just making up lies, and everything's going to be fine, and just give the kitty fluids every day, and it's just another cask, and the kitty's going to be fine. And I really had no idea that, that the kitty, you know, wasn't doing Tuesday night. And the kitty was not doing great, so he stayed up all night with the kitty. And then the next day, the kitty just couldn't go to the... Whatever, this is already a dismal show, but whatever. I'm just going to give you these details. Kitty couldn't go to the bathroom. Kitty couldn't use his hind legs. And he had to make this decision because he tried to keep his other kitty alive and, did, you know, paid all this money and, and put all this effort to keeping the other kitty alive. And it just didn't work. And, and this kitty was so far gone. Tron was not doing so well. So he had to make this sad decision and it, to, to put his kitty down which is totally horrible. And I I guess I've not had animals for a really long time. but And I was shocked. I mean, I do have feelings. I really do. I swear to God. 
but I was shocked at how hysterical I got. I was in Los Angeles, not with, with my boyfriend, not with him in this, in this like, situation he was in, and I felt horrible. And this kitty was so cute. I can't believe how attached I had grown to the kitty and liked the kitty so much in the, in the little time I got to spend with Tron. So if I felt as bad as I did, I can only imagine what he felt like and what, you know, what other people felt like when you were the kitty. So it's just amazing, the power of animals. Anyway, cut a long story short. I mean, this is so not boy crazy radio style. I'm already talking for 20 minutes about, you know, kitties. But I actually got a kitty because the guy that I'm dating is such a cat person, and I've always been a cat person as a child or, you know, and I'm not telling a cat probably it was my, like, late teens or something, and I just was too busy in my late teens. I was running around. I was too hormonal. I was boy crazy and, you know, just all over the place gallivanting around town, and I just had cats, but... I, I didn't have the time to deal with it. I didn't have the, like, I just couldn't be responsible for cats. So I, I gave my cats up. So finally, years and years later, uh, in celebration of uh, learning to love animals and being a better person and learning from the person that I'm dating and realizing, oh, maybe it's nice to have an animal. Maybe that would make me calmer. And maybe, you know, this would be a lovely thing to uh, enhance the quality of my life. Maybe I'll get a cat too. So I got a kitty. Today I have a kitty. The kitty is yet to be named. It's a gray cat in honor of Tron. Plus, I've always loved gray kitties. And uh, not to make it all about me and take the attention off Tron already by me just getting a gray kitty uh, all of a sudden. That's not what I'm trying to do at all. But uh, I got sucked into this kitty world, and I'm back. I'm back, and I got a kitty. If you can think of a name, that would be awesome, because so far I'm just calling the kitty kitty. I thought Milo could be a good name for a moment. I'm already completely stressed out. I just got the kitty today. I'm panic-stricken. Uh, I think it's going to be fine. People have children. People have kids in their teens sometimes, in their 20s. And I am an only child jerk who, who only cares for herself. So maybe this is good for me, to learn how to care about something other than myself. My God, I'm selfish. I have no idea. I mean, I did. I do care about other people, but I'm talking about having a responsibility to take care of a kitty or anything. It's just, uh, this is good for me. This is going to be good for me, and this is going to be good for you because you're going to learn through me. Or you're just going to laugh at how fucking selfish I am and what a, you know, what a monster I am. Anyway, we celebrated Tron. We mentioned the new kitty in honor of Tron. I've got to tell you that story in detail. We've got to talk about Coachella and how you're going to prep for Coachella. I'm taking a completely different direction. I'm going to try to get a little bit more upbeat. So we got to talk about my conversation that I have with my dermatologist about filler and Botox and just, oh, God. Then I have to tell you about my trip to the gynecologist, the dermatologist, prep you for, for Coachella, uh, tell you about Girl Boss, Sophia M. Russo's new book, first book. She's the founder of Nasty Gal. And I'm featured in that book, and I have a little passage that I wrote in that on page 96. And I'm very excited about it because I think she's fucking awesome and she's a powerhouse. And I just have a lot of things I want to tell you about. Anyway, we're going to take a first phone call, and uh, and then we'll go from there. But keep calling in. 323, oh, I'm already all over the place. I can't help it. Area code 770. 770, it's you. Oh, God, why is this happening? 770. I can hear you breathing. All right, that was uh, that was exciting. That's everything I wanted it to be. 
and list. All right, so feel free to tweet me your questions. I am going to read some of the emails I've been getting. I always forget to do that. I get a lot of emails. People email me, and then the subject the subject uh, line is big sis. So if I, whenever I see big sis, I know that somebody's asking a question or some kind of advice question. But I rarely get to read them during Boy Crazy Radio. I always forget to. So tonight I'm going to get to that. Here's one from Amanda. We'll keep the last name unknown. Anyway, it says, Dear Alexi, I really would like to know what to do when someone has a crush on you or is pretty into you and you're not reciprocating the feeling. I tried searching it up on Google. I've just entered university and haven't really dealt with these things before. But nothing really comes up. People only ever seem to discuss what it's like to be the unrequited crusher, not the crushee. Sometimes the guy is really irksome and or unwholesome, and I just want to successfully avoid him for the rest of my life. But sometimes it's someone that I would otherwise be really good friends with. Does it work to be friends with them, or does that just end up sending the wrong message? This is just a really new and strange place to be in, and it makes me feel like a fetus. So could you please give me your perspective and or anecdotes? Thank you so much for the advice. Um, Oh, P.S., do you have any strategies for avoiding sleazy guys on the clubbing scene? or just effective ways to tell them to fuck off? Thank you. Oh, thanks, Amanda. That's a great question. Okay. I have the worst allergies, by the way. I had to press mute on the microphone to not cough during the show. Jesus fucking Christ. Is anybody else going through that? It's horrible. I'm broadcasting from Los Angeles, and I feel like everybody I'm talking to has horrible allergies. Anyway. So, Amanda, I totally have gone through what you're going through. Not to... uh, have a swelled head about it or anything, but you're so right. I can totally relate. It sucks to be the person that somebody has a crush on when you don't like them. And I've, I've dealt with it a few different ways. First of all, recognizes it's a luxury. Hooray. You must be cool or interesting or funny and kind or cute and whatever. People like you and that's a great thing. That's awesome. So be grateful because a lot of girls would die to be in your position. Um, but you don't like the dude, so let's get to it. So here's the deal. As as far as anecdotes go, I've done some stupid stuff. I've known guys, and I'm sure girls out there who are listening can relate. I've been friends with a guy or guys at various points in my life, and I know they like me, and I don't want to make out with them, and I don't want to have sex with them, but I love their attention, and I love hanging out with them. These are They're two different things. Sometimes as a girl, we love the guy's attention. And so and we're like attention whores and like it feels so good and you know that they're only lavishing you with all that attention because they fucking love you. They're in love with you. They're madly in love with you and they're just hanging out because they're hoping that you will fall in love with them as well or whatever. Um, so sometimes you know you just like the attention. Other times you just like being friends with them and, you know, maybe you need to be friends with them. Maybe you're in class with them or you're studying and you, you have a core group of friends and and you just don't want to confront the fact or face the situation that they like you and you're just being polite because you have to hang out with them. Um, I mean, my God, it is awkward. What do you do? Well, when I've, liked, when I've been in a situation where I'm actually loving getting the attention from the guy, I've made the mistake of knowing that I don't care for them but feeling guilty because I know they like me like, I want to continue to hang out with them because it feels cozy and comfortable. And so I fucking cave in and I make out or I've had sex with guys 
that like me that I totally am not into because I would feel guilty. So that is an example of things that I have done that you should totally not do because that was really lame. Because not only is it lame of me for not having a backbone, and, and, and it's also lame because I thought I had to please a guy. You know what I mean? Like I felt, I just like I felt compelled to make them happy as if their feelings were more important than my feelings, which is things something that girls do a lot. And I know I've done that a lot in my teens, in my early 20s. And, uh, and then it also sucks for the guy because if the guy really does love you and really does like you, you're, le- you're reeling him in because eventually you're going to get out of it and then you're really going to hurt his feelings and confuse him because he's going to be like, well, why didn't you just tell me you didn't like me or why'd you do this? Why, why, why didn't you tell me all this stuff that was going on in your head? You know, why, what are you doing me a favor? It's a pity, whatever. So just, I would just say, if you like the person and you know they like you, and you want to continue hanging out with them, but there's this weird tension, you can either totally ignore it, or you can be really brave and really adult and really badass and see what happens and say, hey, I'm sensing maybe there's some kind of tension between us. Like, I don't know what's going on here, but can we just be friends? I really like you as a friend, and I'm not really looking for anything else, and I just want to be clear about that with you. That's That's another way of dealing with it. And if the guy is totally annoying to you and you don't want to hang out with him and he has a crush on you, well, there you just avoid him. You're polite. You are, you you know, if you're in a group setting, you give the bare minimum. You don't owe anything to any guy. You don't owe, any, you don't owe anything to any girl. You don't owe anything to any guy. But always be polite. You can be detached, quiet, but you can still give off a kind of kind vibe. You don't have to be a total fucking asshole or be mean in any way, but don't do anything you don't want to do and just be clear. And sometimes you have to be brave when you're in these bizarre situations and, and you can't really Google it. That's the weird thing. Like, it's so cute. I love the fact that you're like, I Googled it. You can't Google it. I mean, you can, but you know, and I'm giving you advice right now, but the hard part and the hard work is going to come from you walking through all of this. You have to walk through it yourself. You have to be brave. You have to feel it out. In every, but in every step of the way, be nice. Remember to be kind because these people like you. And, and you also don't want them to, like, murder you or climb in a window and rape you because they're all mad because you are a dick about them liking you because they're, they're all weird. Their egos are burned or something. So just be nice. Lock your door. Carry mace. Uh, hang out in groups. And never indulge anybody that you don't want to indulge just because you feel like you need to accommodate them or be a people pleaser. That is the number one thing women do with guys. We're fucking people pleasers. Ugh, it's horrible. Anyway, oh, and then your final question in the PS section, I know I'm just going on forever about this with it. How do you get away from, <clears throat> do you have any strategies for avoiding sleazy guys on the clubbing scene? Yeah, you just keep moving. You talk to who you want to talk to and you don't talk to the people you don't want to talk to. And you don't you don't even have to, don't say you don't have to say hello. If you look at someone and you don't like what you see and you don't want to indulge or you don't want to carry on or you don't want to go any further than accidentally laying eyes on them and then making eye contact with you, because sometimes that's enough. Oh God. Sometimes you'll see a guy and he'll look at you and then you, you hold the stare too long and then he thinks you're into him. You gotta you gotta stop making eye contact and you gotta go talk to somebody else. Go talk to one of your girlfriends. That's why you gotta hang out in groups, bring a girlfriend with you. Uh seriously, carry mace. 
and then just take care of yourself. Never do anything you don't want to do. You don't owe anything to anyone. You don't have to coddle men's feelings, all right? You don't. And there you go. But you have to be brave and you have to be tough, but you can do it in a very light, loving way. Anyway, I'm going to take another phone call. Area code... 301. Oh, and always buy your own drinks. Don't let some dude buy you drinks because then all of a sudden it's, there's some weird entitlement thing and he'll think he, you know you owe him something and then maybe you'll think that too and he could put something in your drink. So be careful that way too. Anyway, don't drink too much because then all of a sudden you'll be fucking a bunch of weirdos. Um, Erica 301. Oh, hi. I didn't oh, even realize I forgot I was on the phone. I I got so, like, involved in what, what else was happening on the line. <laughs> oh, well, that's so great. Well, what's your name? How old are you and from where are you calling? Um, Ellie, 29. And this is, I'm not a first-time caller. I'm a second-time caller, but it's about a different guy this time. So whole new, whole new, you know, question. Oh, it's exciting. What's going on? Okay. So a while ago, I actually called you about the last relationship I was in. Um, but I don't think I addressed the issue of the fact that this that guy was uh, 13 years older than I, meaning he is like 42. Um, anyway, that ended for various reasons, um, like commitment problems, and he doesn't know what he wants with his life, and way too old to not what know what he wants to do with his life. So anyway, that's over. But I have a new super crazy mega crush who I'm obsessed with and I'm a little worried because he's also 42 and I wonder if I'm gonna if I'm like inviting myself into problems with these older guys and I think they're gonna be they're gonna have things figured out and uh as my mom asked me with the previous guy why haven't they ever been married like what's his problem what's why is he so old and he's like you know still single and I didn't have an answer for that and I wonder what your opinion is on that kind of an age difference Oh, God, okay, 29 and 42. That does weird me out. 42 years old, never been married, no kids. What was his longest relationship with the new 42-year-old? I don't know. How long have you been seeing him? Not a relationship yet. Just super mega. Oh, but how how many many dates have you guys gone on? Zero. Oh, you just you're just fixated on a forty two year old. Is he famous or is he yep. well known or he is? Um, a little bit. Is he a musician? No. But like I know him. Like we're friends. Okay. I know him. Well that's not like this crazy. Oh no, I I I'm yeah, that's all that's all fine. I'm just saying that, you know <laughs> Yeah. If he, if he's if he's well known and he has his pick of girls and then that can explain that explains why he, he hasn't settled down because he doesn't have to and he can play the field and he can date younger girls and not have to get too serious and not worry about dating a girl in her early 30s or mid-30s because they want to have a baby and they want to know what the fuck's going on because they don't have time to waste and blah, blah, blah. So, I mean, maybe you just like older guys because you feel like you can learn from them. And even though that's not completely true because they don't have it all figured out because nobody really has it figured out, but but I do feel like, you know, I dated older men when I was like 19 and in my early 20s I dated like yeah, guys in their late 30s and early 40s. And looking back, I'm like, ew, gross. But that was my college of life. I didn't go to college. I dated these these people, and I looked up to them, yeah. and I, I put them on pedestals, and I thought they were interesting. And, and they did know stuff, and they were interesting. And But something was a bit off. I don't know. That's my opinion. But uh, 
I don't know. I mean, you, you you like what you like, and the heart likes and wants what it wants, and it could be creepy. He could be a great guy. I don't know the guy, but but uh, I don't know. I mean, what's your dad? What's your dad situation? Dad's situation's good. My dad's awesome. Um, you're like my dad's the first guy I ever lost an opportunity to. I, I totally love him. <laughs> um, he's like he's the greatest. I will never forget him. Um, let's see. Okay, well, so your relationship with your dad is good. I mean, I'm being very, I'm being very vague. Well. Where are you meeting? No, like I wish I wish I could, because like I'm worried that I'm like, do I have like a weird thing? Like, is this is am I like embarking on some like weird pattern? But like, no, I just I don't know. Just like think he's great. I don't know. Well, where are you meeting these guys? Um, my neighborhood. Your neighborhood. What do you do, and and what does this guy do? Um, I do special events, and he is a writer. See, okay. So you're you're a woman. We're more mature than than guys are. You want to date older men, and maybe when you're in your 30s, you'll end up dating like a 21 year old, and you'll have that experience. So I've had girlfriends who have been like, you know, always dated older men, and then they get in their their early to mid 30s or something, and then they're like, Alexi, I'm dating a guy who's eight years younger than me, and I'm like, oh my god, like, and and then you get shit from people for that too because it's just. Yeah. You're just gonna like. I mean, you're just gonna like who you're gonna like, and that's that's about it. But I mean, if you're noticing a pattern where the guys don't treat you well, or they ignore you, or, or, I mean, why? What, what's the deal? When are you guys gonna go on the first date? What, what's gonna happen here? Like, you guys know each other, but what's the plan? Working. You gotta make a move. Working on it. There's, there's. Yeah. Well, and you. I mean, so you're just wondering if there's a weird issue that you like 42 year olds and you're you're 29. Yeah, that's it. Well, I guess the thing is, if it does bother you and if what your mom says has gotten under your skin a bit, well, at least now you're aware of it. There's an awareness of it. So you're going to be more conscious, hopefully, while you're dating these guys. Like, are they perma-adolescents? Are they youthful 42-year-olds and I'm, like, an older soul 29-year-old we meet in the middle? Or, like, maybe they don't want as much – they don't want very much commitment and maybe you don't need that either because it doesn't seem like you're looking. Are you looking to get married and have kids anytime soon? No, not today. Yeah. So like, just make sure the guys treat you well. Don't give you any sexually transmitted diseases. Pay for dinner <laughs> most of the time. Pay for trips uh, if they're going to invite you somewhere. Um, the majority of the time, so we find the split things eventually at some point, sometimes make it make an offer because you're, you're a working girl. And, uh, Pay attention and see if there are weird, there are weird things that come up that remind you of the last forty-two-year-old. But first of all, you've got to go on a first date with this guy, and then you got to tell me what's going on. Like, tell me, tell me if it progresses <laughs> and what you notice. This can be like some kind of weird, you know, dating uh, experiment. <laughs> all right, I'll, um, I'll, I'll keep you posted. Oh, wait, how old is your mom? Um, how old is my mom? It was just her birthday. She's sixty-seven. I think that's like a whole, like a whole different era situation. Well, she's still married to your dad. No, God, no. Is she single? Is she single? No, she has she has a a, a boy toy. Um, oh, boy toy. Oh God, like seventy or something. Seventy? Oh, so not a, so not a younger man. It's an older dude. No, older dude. 
Okay, because I thought it would be funny if, if she was dating a 42-year-old and you and your mom were having this weird, like, you know. Oh, kind of that would be amazing. Subtle. That would make such a good story. I like, there's so many things that could make my story more, like, sucked up and funny. Yeah, I mean, you love who you love. Just be with somebody who's kind to you, treats you well, that you learn from, that you have fun with. Like, I'm, I'm, reali- I'm realizing, because I hadn't been in a relationship for a very long time. I started my website while I was in a relationship, and, and I pretended I wasn't with all the stories I wrote on my, on my blog. But mm-hmm. that was only, I, that relationship lasted for a year, and I had been single in between then and now for a long time. And now I'm back in a relationship, and, uh, and I'm like, oh, this is great because for so long I was like, oh, relationships, I'm definitely going to be stifled and it's great to be single and we don't need to be coupled up. And then I realized, because I'm in something good, that the, the reason it's good and the reason why it's beneficial and awesome is, you know, A, it's very nice to have your, your person, like a best friend that you also have great sex with. But also, like, do you learn from the person? Are you fascinated by them? Can you have fun with them? And that's just a nice thing to have one person that you can have adventures with and travel with and, and go try new things with. And you can have sex with them. Like, that's that's the major bonus. Because I could do all the other stuff with girlfriends, but, but I can't have sex with them. That's why having a boyfriend is so exciting. You have a best friend and then somebody to have sex with all the time. But, yeah, it's the best. Like, why why would you not want that? <laughs> But yeah, so just make sure this new 42-year-old, if you guys end up dating, is, brings a lot to the table and, and makes you really happy and you can do a lot of fun stuff together. And uh, but that's, yeah, let me know how it goes. All right. Will do. Thanks. Um, oh, my goodness. My little kitten. I feel like I didn't celebrate Tron enough. I feel bizarre talking about a kitty that was wonderful that passed away and then all of a sudden talking about a new kitty. But I guess that's how the universe works. And I'm not trying to do it to be disrespectful. I was hysterical last week. Oh, God. I had to cancel the podcast. I mean, radio show. I don't want to call this a podcast. I had to cancel it because I felt so fucking low about the thing, about the, about Tron passing away. And the worst part was I couldn't even be with my boyfriend. I felt completely helpless. He went he went back home. He lives in, in Washington State. And, you know, we had just been together and we have all these, you know, we, we were together all the time. But then he goes through something really heavy and I couldn't be with him. And I felt completely helpless. I was like, fuck, there's not enough time to get a plane ticket. And do I get a plane ticket? And it was all happening so fast. And uh, there, there are other aspects of it that were painful and frustrating because he owned the kitty. He got the kitty with, with somebody from his past. And so he had to tell her about the kitty because he's respectful and so, you know, he was with his ex-girlfriend and they were putting the kitty down together and, you know, well, uh, and I was just like, ah, oh, I feel so helpless and oh, I hate this. And it was just uncomfortable, but that's as far as I'm going to get into that. But so many feelings and emotions from last week. And, uh, yeah, anyway, cut to now I'm staring at my gray kitty laying on the couch. I got a kitten. The kitty is two months old. Um, I wanted a kitty probably kind of wanted a kitty, been too much of a pussy to get a kitty for the past, like, eight months or something. I've been thinking about it, and I've always been a cat person. So I've been going to the animal shelter off and on, like, because I feel like if I'm going to get a kitten, this is what I've always done in my life, I've always gone to kill shelters because there's, because I want to know that I'm saving an animal's life. I want to rescue a kitten or a cat. A cat. I want to rescue an animal that will be put down for sure if nobody rescues the animal. And there are new places, um, especially in Los Angeles, I don't know if it's anywhere else, but there's uh, this place called 
NKLA, which is called No Kill LA. Oh, yeah, I guess it's just in LA. Anyway, oh, it's like rocket science on the show. It's amazing the things we learn. Anyway, so I went to visit NKLA, the No Kill Shelter, and the cats were cute. I mean, I did find cuter kitties at the Van Nuys East Valley Animal Shelter that I've been going to for years because that's the only place I go. I feel compelled to go to the East Valley Animal Shelter throughout periods of my life, when I was 19, when I was 22, always, for whatever reason. I've always lived in Hollywood or, like, Los Feliz or whatever, and yet I feel compelled to drive to Van Nuys, which is not close, not super far, but it's like a half hour away, and go to that animal shelter. I don't know what it is, but it's in my bones. I need to go to that animal shelter. And that's where I've always found the cutest cats and kittens or whatever. Anyway, so I went to the NKLA shelter, and the kitties were cute. They were great. I hung out with all of them, and it was nice because you get to hang out with the kitties and spend time with them, even if you're not going to adopt them. And and uh, I was like, great. It's like going to an amusement park for a cat lover or something. It's like, or you get to, you know, whatever. It's like hang out sesh for free with a bunch of cats and get the hell out of there with no strings attached. That was awesome. But then, but but my heart, I'm sorry. I just need to know that I personally rescued a kitty because all those kitties with NKLA, they're going to be fine. And they're awesome. Thank you. I'm so, that's awesome that, that, that they're all doing that and that's fantastic. But those kitties are good. If I don't get those kitties, those kitties aren't going to be put down. So, so I just had to get a kitty from, from a kill shelter because it made me feel like I was doing my part or doing something helpful. And so last week, um, yeah, last Friday, I went to, you know, because it's finally kitten season. I really wanted to get a kitten. And apparently kittens are, it's kitten season every April, like right around Easter. And then six months later in October, right around Halloween. I didn't know this. These are all the things I'm learning by cats. And I'm glad this, this is like the cat episode of Boy Crazy Radio. You're welcome. I hope you guys are into it. If you guys are into kitties as much as people on Instagram are into kitties, this should be good for you too. Anyway, this should be your night. Whatever. I'm just giving you facts, people. Okay. So I went to the East Valley Animal Shelter last Wednesday, last Friday, and I see these two gray kitties. They're, these two gray kittens. They're both two months old. But I fall in love with only one of them. I, I did video footage of it. I put it on my Instagram. I, I was like, this kitty. This kitty that I found had a Pomeranian face because I love Pomeranian dogs. I'm not a dog person. I don't want to get a dog. I can admire them from a distance. But for the most part, I like Pomeranians because I love their faces. And I know this because every time I see a dog, I go, oh, my God, that's the cutest dog in the world. What kind of dog is that? And every time I say that, the dog owner is like, it's a Pomeranian. And my friends are like, those are the only dogs you say anything excited, exciting about, or like the, the only dogs they get excited about are Pomeranians. So I see this kitten, eight weeks old, with this cute little, you know, teddy bear Pomeranian vibe face, and I write down the information, and they won't let me go into the cage to pet the kitty. They won't let me go in because apparently all the kitties, their release date is today, April Wednesday, April 9th. That's the day that the kitties, the kittens are eligible for adoption. So I was like, okay, well, I'll come back April 9th. I will adopt this kitten, but can I just hold it to make sure it's got a good attitude and it, you know, just just fucking slice my face open with its claws? Can I just pet the kitty and hold the kitty? And they they were like, no. So uh, I was like, all right, okay, fine. So I did a lot of video footage, took a lot of photos, watched it when I got home, thought about it, wondered, you know, I thought if I continue to think about this particular kitten, that's the sign that I'm meant to get this kitten. 
So I set my alarm clock, and it's very hard for me to wake up very early. All right, I'm a night owl. I stay up to like four, five, six in the morning. I'm determined to get this fucking kitten, and I don't want the other schwabby gray one. I don't want the brother or whatever. I want the fucking Pomeranian face jewel. Okay, that's the kitty. That's the kitten that I want. So I got the info. Set my alarm clock. Set three alarm clocks for 6 a.m., 6:15, 6:30. I had my friend, aka my boyfriend, call me from Washington to uh, to wake me up just in case of a backup, which is awesome of him. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Um, anyway, I wake up. I get to the fucking shelter this morning at 8 a.m. I've been up for a while already. I get there 8 a.m. sharp, and I race up to the front counter and I'm like, excuse me excuse me, like a fucking entitled white cunt or whatever I think I am. Anyway, uh, what does white have to have to do with any of this? It really doesn't. It's so rude of me. I'm so racist against myself. I think I am. I prefer black people. I swear to God. I said it when I was little, and I really feel like that's coming up for me. I feel like, yeah, I feel like I have a lot of white guilt because, anyway, whatever. I don't know what I'm talking about. I love white people. I love black people. I love Asian people. I love all the people. Anyway, and I love kids. Let me get back to my goddamn story. Okay. So I get to a fucking place. I'm like, excuse me, excuse me. Um, I'm here for uh, the gray Russian blue kitten, code number A, blah, 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 yakety, yakety, five, zero. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, um, get in line. I look to my right. There are eight people. There's like a lady in a wheelchair, a retarded 12-year-old girl. I swear to God, I'm not fucking with you. A cool, hip, a tattooed couple, an 80-year-old man who can barely hear a thing, who... I love old people also. I feel like I have a lot of respect for them, and I also feel like, you know, it's me coming to terms with my own mortality. Like, oh, my God, we're all just going to die. Be respectful. That's me in a few years pretty much. Yeah, I mean, oh, my God. But this morning, I was like, oh, beat it, old guy. Jesus. Like, you know, that was the vibe I was giving off because I was – I couldn't believe it. There were eight people at the animal shelter at 8 a.m., and they opened at 8 a.m., and they all were there for the same fucking kitten. So I go, well, what do we do? And they go, well, we have to auction. We have to, we have to do a silent auction, and the kitten will go to the highest bidder. So I have still yet to hold. I've, I've not yet held the kitten. I don't know if the, the kitten can have a shitty attitude or what the deal is. So I go, well, excuse me, can I, can I at least hold the kitty? Can I pet the kitty to see if I even should even stick around for the silent auction? And they're like, um. Yeah, in a minute. So, like, 10 minutes goes by. They bring the kittens out. Nobody wants the, the other kitten, which is kind of shitty, but whatever. It's, it's got longer hair, and the face is not as cute, and whatever. This is, this is Hollywood, babe, okay? Get it together. You got you to gotta, you gotta work harder. Anyway, so the beautiful kitten that I'm after is, like, passed around to every, every person. We're all in this weird community circle, and I've got to, like, nudge the 80-year-old guy to, like, move and let me into the circle, and I'm, like, this only child, like, fucking entitled bitch vibe early morning. And everybody's holding the kitten except me. And finally I'm like, excuse me, can I hold it? Can I just hold the kitten, please? Please? So they plop the kitten. You know, I finally get my turn with the kitten. And, and the kitten's freaking out and heart's beating fast. And it's a beautiful kitty. And I'm like, God, do I even want this kitten? I don't even know. I feel like so desensitized by the internet and by life and whatever. And I don't even know it's cute anymore. Or, I feel like kittens are so cute on Instagram that I like 
I don't, I don't, I just don't even know what cute is anymore because I've been, I've, I've overindulged in the cuteness that I've seen in photos. So I wouldn't even know what cuteness is in real life. I wouldn't even know if it bit me on the nose. But that is exactly what my kitten did. The kitten licked my nose and, you know, had a nice vibe. And I went, you know what, I'm going to bid on that kitty. I'm doing it. So I talked to the, you know, and everybody's kind of feeling each other out. We're all kind of very competitive, all these people waiting for the same fucking kitten. Um, so I asked the tattooed couple that look like they live in Los Feliz and are hipsters but older or whatever. And uh, we're being kind of cold and bizarre to each other, but, you know, we're not mortal enemies. We're, we're at an animal shelter, you know, bidding on a kitten. It's not like it's not, we're not at war, but we're kind of it's, – it's a bizarre, weird environment and situation to be in because – because we're being secretive and coy and kind of bizarre. Anyway, whatever. So they go, well, you know, at least if we don't get the the kitten you want, we'll, we'll just get the other. We'll just get the other gray kitten. And that infuriates me because I'm thinking, well, Jesus, if you're willing to get the other kitten, which I am not willing to get the other kitten because the other kitten has long, wait, you know, much longer hair. I don't want that kitten, and I'm already lying. It's the the other kitten didn't have much longer hair. It was slightly longer. Anyway, I said, if you're willing to get the other kitten, can't you, can't you just get the other kitten? Because I'm not willing to get that kitten. I only want this kitten. And then I made up some ridiculous lie where I said, uh, because uh, that kitten's hair is longer and uh, this kitten's hair is shorter than the one that I want, and I am partially allergic to cats, which is total bullshit. I, I just, like, pulled that out of my wherever. And uh, they're like, nah, we're still going to bid. So I was like, holy shit, what the fuck? Okay, I guess we're doing this. And then the old guy is like, what? Can you repeat Can you repeat how we bid? How does, how does the auction work? And I swear to God, did someone like me? Because I swear to God, I might not have animals or a child. And I do say I'm selfish and an only child myself. But I am a loving, kind person. I swear to God. I am, I am a, you know, I, I will never be mean. I do talk a little bit of shit sometimes. But that's my problem. That means I'm not okay with myself when I do that. But, or I'm just totally right and somebody has to say it. But whatever. Anyway, this old guy is like, what? Can you repeat that? And I swear to God, I, like, walked away, and I made a face and was like, and, and was like, oh, my God, I just can't deal with this right now. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. Like, I'm never, I, I, I don't know who that girl was, but that's where I was at this morning at 8 a.m. at an animal shelter in Van Nuys. Anyway, so I get my little stub of paper, and I have to write down what I'm willing to pay for this kitten. And the starting bid is like $75 because that's how much you pay to, you know, get the kitty out of solitary confinement and get all their vaccinations or blah, 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 whatever. That's how much you pay at the shelter. They get microchipped or whatever. So I'm like, holy shit. I'm in Van Nuys, California. What are these assholes going to pay? Surely they're, I'm not going to spend $500 on a, on a shelter kitty. Like I'm not doing that. I'm not paying 500 bucks. Maybe 400. I'm not fucking paying 400. All right. I want this kitty though. It's a cute kitty. I like the I like the fact that the kitty's in high demand. That is the sexy quality. I like the fact that all these people want my my kitten. This is my kitten. That's why I like the fact that girls have crushes on my boyfriend. Because you want somebody in high demand. It's cool. Because if you get them, it makes you feel cooler. Because you're like, yeah, I got that. They like me. They can have you, or you or you. They want me. They're with me. Anyway. So I, so I bid $350, and the lady gets all the bids, the lady who works at the shelter, and she looks at all of them. 
and she's taking a while, and I'm thinking, uh, hello, clearly I am going to be the winner. Nobody else is going to bid more than $350 at the animal shelter in Van Nuys. Like, it's just not happening. So she goes back, we're waiting, and then she comes back, and I mean, I got a little nervous, but of course I won, because that's why I'm telling you the story, because this is how I got my kitten. And she went, the winner is Alexi, and I was like, oh my God, yes! And I kind of knew it, I wasn't even that excited, but I I looked over at the other couple from Los Feliz, which is a hip happen in part of California, Los Angeles, because I thought they were my only competition for who may have outbid me. And I said, uh, hey, so what did you guys bid? Because I thought, holy fuck. Did I just bid $350 and the highest other bid was like $82? And I just, whatever. And they said that they bid $300. So thank fucking God I bid $350 on this kitten. And by the way, this kitten is in the room with me right now while I'm doing this, this fucking boy crazy radio show. He's passed out, totally calm and relaxed in the middle of my Ikea couch. Uh, he used the automatic cat box that I got, which, by the way, my apartment will never smell like a crazy cat lady's house. It will never reek of, of kitty because I am too good for that and I will not do that. And I have hardwood floors and I got a very expensive cat box and I'm too self-aware for that bullshit. And just because a girl has a kitten doesn't make her a crazy cat lady, I would just like to say. Because I think that's such a misogynist, fucked up man trying to keep the woman down by making fun of girls for having a cat. Fuck you. Dudes with cats are not gay, but probably. Just kidding. Just kidding. Dudes with cats are not gay and lame or weak. Okay, they're probably very strong and secure in their masculinity. And cats are fucking awesome. All right, my friend Jeremiah and my friend Todd are both amazing men who have cats. And I have one cat now, and I'm not a crazy cat lady. I was crazy before. I'll be crazy after. I'll be crazy during, but not because of the cat. I just think that's so annoying with men. It's such an easy go-to thing to be like, oh, one step closer to crazy cat lady town. It's like, dude, seriously? That's, 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 that's like, wait. too easy, dude. Too easy, Okay. It's it's not 1992, okay? Just come up with something fresh. It's 2014, for the love of God. Anyway, so I've got my kitty. He used the fancy cat box on his own. I didn't didn't even have to, like, get mad at him for going to the bathroom anywhere. I have a very highbrow, modern, cool, hip, chic, happening kitty house that looks like a teepee kind of vibe. It's just everything's very chic and clean. Um, Yeah, I've already put the kitty on a diet because I feel like I, I had to go work today. So I got the kitty, got the kitty all set up, had to leave for about an hour and a half and come back. I felt completely guilt-ridden. Um, and then I left a lot of food for my kitten. And then I realized, oh, no, what if he just eats all the food? And I don't want him to outgrow being a kitten too soon, because I got a lot of Instagram photos to take. So I got home, and then I emptied. I, I took out some of the food, because, you know, he's a kitten. So I've already got the kit, kitty on, a, on an anorexic diet. Anyway, that is my fucking long bullshit spiel about kitties, old and new. And now I'm going to get to a phone call. Area code 408. Hey. Hello. That was a very long chat I just had about kitties. I, I'm sorry about that. I hope you're still alive. What's your name? How old are you? And from where are you calling? Oh, I'm Tiffany. I'm 21 and from San Francisco. This is exciting already. What's going on with you, Tiffany, in San Francisco? You're so young, and your whole life's ahead of you. I can't wait. Well, I just got dumped tonight, so I 
I don't know what to do with myself right now. Like, I feel completely numb, and I'm just, like, looking for advice and just how to, like, deal with this right now because I, yeah, I just don't know what to do. This is so exciting. Okay, first off, being single is great, and you will make the transition, and we'll get you there, okay? And you can call me every week, or you can, like, leave messages in my voicemail or email me, and I'll probably email you back personally or whatever. But, like, first got to get you from here to there because when you get there, you're going to be like, holy shit, being in a relationship is great, but being single is equally as great. There's nothing to be scared of. It's, it's just you're experiencing a death of something, the death of your relationship, and I want to ask you why you guys broke up, if there's any hope of that getting back together, and and then we'll go from there. Why did you guys break up? What happened? Well, basically, I got free tickets to Coachella, and we were, like, fighting about this because, like, I got tickets from a friend, and that means, like, he couldn't go and stuff, and we were just fighting about Coachella, which is really dumb. But it ultimately came to the fact that, like, we were fighting so much, and he was just like, you know, I'm too young to deal with the stress right now. Like, you know, it's just too stressful for me. And the fact that we were fighting so much, I guess it just, like, became too much for him. Huh. Well, he's 21 also? He's 23. He's a little older. Whatever. He's still a bonehead. 23-year-old, 21, whatever. Here's the thing. Do you think you guys are going to get back together, or is this just like a little bit of a blip? No, like, we've had, had like, these, you know, breakups in the past where it's, like, gotten really serious and stuff, and, like, we've gotten back together before, but, like, I feel like this is just the last thing where, you know, it's kind of like the last straw, you know? It's like you've given somebody, like, two chances, and it's the third chance is kind of like the last straw. I feel like this is it. Like, here's the thing: whatever does happen, being single at Coachella, perfect timing. This couldn't be any more wonderful. You know, because people, guys, underestimate. Well, I don't think that's even true anymore. I was going to say guys under underestimate sexuality of women or whatever, but that's totally out the window because it is 2014. So whatever. But here's the deal: like, I still feel like men don't realize how excited girls are about being single and being promiscuous or having sex, safe sex, uh, making out, flirting, all this stuff. Like, because guys are usually the bad guys or, you, or, or we make them like the, the crazy, you know, whatever, sex addicts or, or whatever. But you're a girl. I'm sure you're totally adorable. So what you're going to do is you're going to go to Coachella. You're going to go with your, whoever you're going with. Who are you going with? I'm just going with a friend. Like a guy or a girl? Oh, he's a guy. But I'm not attracted to him or anything like. He's just Uh-oh, like a but he got you the ticket. Wait, he got you the ticket though. Is he in love with you and you just don't like him, but you're using him for the ticket? No, 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 no. It's like okay, so like his boss kind of like like his boss wasn't gonna go anymore, so he had a free ticket. So he asked me, he's like, "Do you want to go?" And I was like, "Yeah, like it's a free ticket. Of course, I want to go." Well, so you're going to Coachella with a guy who potentially wants to have sex with you because I'm sure. No dude would just give a free ticket to a girl who wasn't somewhat interested in making out with or having sex with. I swear to God, guys, if you're listening, please call in 646-378-0649 to back me up on that or tell me I'm totally full of shit and I don't know what I'm talking about. But here's the deal. You're not into him. You just broke up your boyfriend. You're going to Coachella. You're going to pack sunblock, condoms, uh, Luna bars, preferably peanut butter flavored or whatever, uh, <laughs> A fun hat, American Apparel high-waisted short shorts, a bathing suit, maybe a few bathing suits, uh, 
have a fun over-the-shoulder bag that you can take anywhere. You have a water bottle. Um, you, want, you also want to probably sneak in alcohol and some kind of, um, oh God, yeah, also in a water bottle. So get like two water bottles and put <laughs> vodka in them because you don't want to have to, it's, it's hard to find alcohol and you want to, and then people will make you throw that shit away. So like you want to sneak in alcohol and then you're going to flirt. You're going to flirt with guys in bands and you're going to flirt with guys who are, people are coming from everywhere to go to Coachella. You're going to meet guys from L.A., from Europe, from New York, from, from all over, who God knows where. Maybe you'll meet another person who's there that you didn't even know lived in San Francisco, but then you'll be like, oh, my God, I live in San Francisco. And he'll be like, I live in San Francisco. And then you're going to have makeouts, and you could, hey, maybe you're going to make out with a bunch of different people. Maybe you'll have three makeouts in one day. I'm not saying that's the way to live your life, but you're 21, so why <laughs> fucking not? Um, making out is not the same as, like, you know, having unprotected sex. I'm not saying, like, have sex with three dudes or two dudes in one day and definitely don't have unprotected sex with any dudes. But, yeah, it's going to be fucking awesome. I went to Coachella last year, and I had the best time of my life, and that's when I hooked up with the guy that I'm still with now. And it was the most wonderful sex in a bathroom, uh, <laughs> sex all over the place, mid, you know, drives to the desert, seeing bands play, being drunk. It's fucking awesome. It's awesome. Wow. I just never thought it like that. Well, yeah, okay, so that's, that's like the over-the-top, like, oh, my God, watch out, oh, you're single, it's amazing. That's, that's that. We'll put that over there. We need to get you on the road to get there, okay? So here's how you're gonna, what you're going to do. You are going to cry a lot if you want. You're going to vent about it to all your girlfriends who, you know, and text about it to everybody but him. You're going to call your mom or your dad or whoever you feel more comfortable talking to. If you see a therapist, talk to that person about it. You're going to get a blank journal at Target or a CVS or some fucking, you know, whatever, drugstore, whatever. Buy a brand-new journal or just a blank notebook and a new pen to make yourself feel special and just fucking write how angry you are at this guy, how annoying he is, what kind of guy you do want to date, all the shit you want to get accomplished in life, blah, blah, blah. Just write a million things out. Just write it out. It feels good to write shit out with your actual hands, not just texting or on your computer or whatever. So no passive-aggressive tweets. I'm talking real fast because I'm trying to get all, all the things I can remember. No passive-aggressive, like, Oh, don't you hate it when your dumb boyfriend breaks up with you because because he keeps going to Coachella <laughs> passive aggressive much? Like no no weird tweets like that because that just makes you look super lame and like will justify his breaking up with you. So you need to either pull back on the social media and not be Instagramming too much. And definitely no sad Instagram pics like oh this is what bummed out looks like. No no weird selfies where you look all bummed out and like you're gonna cut yourself or anything weird. You wanna. Be mysterious. No Instagram pics mm-hmm. of really fun stuff happening. Like either you're in or you're not in or of your friends. Like you're going on a hike or you're hanging out. You're going to go to a movie. You're seeing a band play. You're blah, blah, blah. I don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're going shopping. Like you're whatever. Or just fucking take a break. Let them wonder about you. And then just like feel bad. More in the depth of your relationship if it's really over. But then also distract mm-hmm. yourself by writing, masturbating, taking Epsom salt baths. Epsom salt is very cheap. Get it at the same drugstore where you buy your, your new, brand new um, blank notebook and pen. And um, walk around Target. Get a, get a venti Starbucks uh, and walk around and people watch. And It's okay. You're 21. You're 23. You shouldn't be getting married now. It wasn't going to last forever. 
he sounds like he needs to be doing his thing. It is too, fighting is so annoying. It sucks. It's exhausting. Like, you're totally going to be good. Actually, this is freeing and exciting. You're just entering, like, a new chapter of your life. Like, life's not over. You're just on chapter, like, seven. And then, like, chapter chapter seven and a half will be, like, and then, like, I rolled up to Coachella. And then chapter eight will be, like, oh, my God, I think I got herpes at Coachella. And then chapter nine will be, like, oh, my God, I don't have herpes. Uh, it's all good. It was just a, an ingrown hair. And then chapter ten will be, <laughs> chapter ten will be like, oh my god, I think I have a crush on my college professor. And then the next <laughs> chapter will be like, I had sex with my college professor and I, I'm pregnant. And then the next chapter will be like, I just got my first abortion. So worth it. Can't wait to get the next. <laughs> so like, oh my god. <laughs> so everything is everything's awesome. Like your life has just begun. Like I'm older than you, and I swear to God you're totally going to be okay. Just just be happy you have this relationship. You hung out with a cool guy. You learned how to be in love and have a relationship. But you got to fucking make out at Coachella and see bands play and, you know, get drunk but not get raped and hang out with your girlfriends and go swimming and be carefree because you're 21. That's awesome. You know, like, and it's all going to be okay. And you got to be a successful person. I don't know what your dreams are, your aspirations are, but, like, you know, you got to get those rolling, so there's no time for dead weight and guys who are annoying and little bitches. So, you know, and then you're going to have to deal with this dude who's probably in love with you who gave you the ticket that you're going to ignore and totally burn him, but whatever, who cares? You'll deal, I swear to God, weeks from now, after Coachella happens, I want you to call me and tell me if he tries to kiss you or something, you know? Yeah. I swear you're going to be okay. Just, like, just have faith that you're going to be okay. Be like, it's okay. I feel like shit, and I want to think about it. But just watch a bunch of Sex in the City. It's on E right now. I, I swear to God, I know that might sound ridiculous. Just watch Carrie Bradshaw and all her shenanigans, and you know, watch my so-called life on Netflix, or uh, just watch a bunch of girl angsty shows about love and dating and sex and relationships and gallivanting and deep thoughts and all that. It's, it's a good distraction. And then watch all the stupid Bravo shows, like all the fucking Real Housewives bullshit. Those girls are a hundred. <laughs> All those women are 100 yeah. years old, and they still, they're still acting like teenagers. It never ends. never ending. Yeah. So are, do you feel a little bit better? I feel a lot better. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, and do you smoke cigarettes? Yeah. No, you have to quit. It ages you. It ages you. So you have to, now you have, to, you have to, when you go get your notebook, your Epsom salt, um, your new pen, you have to get the patch. Get the patch because... And yeah, and get get a bunch of lollipops because you're going to Coachella. And even if you're not doing drugs, and I hope you're not, because those kill you and they they age you and they give you brain damage or whatever. And you could get an aneurysm later. Um, get a bunch of lollipops, and then 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 it's sexy and you've got something in your mouth, but it's not a cigarette. Because cigarettes age you and they're totally gross and they just it's just gross. You got you got to quit smoking. We got we got bigger bigger things to take care of than your your breakup. We gotta. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Should I go to the <laughs> Yeah, you should. I don't know. I had such a wonderful Coachella this year, and I had a great Coachella the year before that. I had an okay one the year before that. But last year was so epic. I just feel like if I do go back this year, it'll be a letdown. So, listen, go to Coachella for the both of us, okay? Okay. Okay, have a blast. Call me next week or call me the following week whenever you're, you're, you're done with Coachella and all that shit. All right.
Area code 770. Listen, 770, you called in. I hear you breathing. Just, just say hello. All right, fine. Don't just say hello. It's totally fine. I don't even care. I have a cat now, okay? I don't fucking need you. Anyway, what are you guys saying out there on Twitter? And I'm boy crazy. So Chelsea Ritchie at Chelsea Ritchie says, currently listening to the radio show. Please tell Jeremy I'm sorry for his loss. I bet Tron was awesome. Oh, my God, that's so sweet. Do you hear that, Jeremiah? People are calling in or tweeting their love for, for you and Tron. Hey, by the way, Chelsea, back the fuck off, okay? He's my boyfriend. I can't believe you're trying to flirt with my boyfriend via Twitter, via my boy crazy radio show. But whatever. I'm just kidding. I love you. Thank you very much. It's really sweet. I hope he's listening. Um, all right. <clears throat> I also got another tweet. It says, listening to and I'm boy crazy and eating yogurt in my pajamas. It kind of makes me feel like Meg Ryan in Sleepers in Seattle. Where's my Tom Hanks? Aw, that's so cute. Um, I love that movie so much. All right. Oh, my God. You know, here's something we haven't talked about. Oh, my God. This is why I don't fucking wake up at 6 in the morning. This is insane. But I did like waking up at 6 in the morning because it reminded me of, like, going to school. It's like when you wake up and you're going to go to junior high or high school or something, and, like, it's all crisp out and the birds are chirping, and it's, like, a, a different kind of light, you know? And it's just crispy and exciting, and you're like, oh, my God. Like, the world is still waking up. The city is still waking up. What's going on? There's so much, so much possibility. Anyway, um, we didn't talk about Peaches Geldof. And by we, I mean I. Peaches Geldof fucking died. And listen, I don't know this girl. She's, what's his name? Bob Geldof's daughter. She's Bob Geldof's daughter, one of his daughters. Uh, she's a few sisters. One's name is Pixie. I don't know the other people's names. Tiger Lily. Anyway, the point is, Peaches Geldof was 25 years old. Uh, we have mutual friends. I've never met her. I think I followed her on Instagram and Twitter. It's just shocking. She was fucking 25 years old. I'm shocked. They didn't know her is what I'm saying. I'm not claiming to know this girl. It's a fucking gross behavior. I'm sure people do that when, when well-known people or whatever die. It's just in the consciousness and a bunch of people were talking about it on Instagram and Twitter and in the news and blah, 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 and I'm seeing all this stuff and I the other day I found out and I was just fucking shocked. It took my breath away because she's fucking 25 years old. She has two babies. I think she was a recovering heroin addict, but she wasn't doing drugs. She seemed healthy from what everybody could see or could tell. Um, she seemed like she was in a, in a healthy, good state of mind. And her last tweet or something was like about her mom. And her mom had died of an overdose. And her mom is this woman named, oh God, what's her name? Paula Yates, and Paula Yates had this morning show uh, called Big Breakfast where she would interview musicians and actors and people in pop culture in her bed, and that's what I based my interview series that I did on my website called Alexian Bed, and I still do it. I've got a bunch I need to edit. Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, I based it on her show. So, like, I, I know I was a fan of her mom, and her mom passed away a while ago. And then, you know, she has these cool daughters that I don't know but are beautiful and interesting and creative and fascinating and hip and stylish and fun and funny and whatever that I know from a distance that I was aware of. And then it's just amazing. Even when someone, you know, you don't know passes away far too soon. I mean, it's sad when anybody dies. It's sad when a kitty dies. But, you know, a 25-year-old girl, new mother, 
this is really sad, and I and we have no idea. Nobody knows. I mean, I'm reading the news. It's like, what what happened? Did she do drugs? Did she have a brain aneurysm? Like, everybody said it's not suspicious. So it's not murder. They're saying it's not suicide. But I was thinking, fuck, was it suicide? And what I just heard from someone was, and I don't know if this is true or not, but this is the latest thing I've heard. It was from a juice cleanse. Like she was at the point, and this I have no idea. Allegedly, this is what I heard. Because I really did want to know what the fuck happened to this girl. Um, it was shocking. 25 years old. She's 25 years old with two little babies and a, an adorable husband who loved her and, you know, whatever. Um, yeah, I heard that it was from a juice cleanse and she was she reached the point of, like, starvation and her body just, like, shut down. I don't know all the details. I'm really not relaying that properly, but what I heard was that it stemmed from a juice cleanse, which is absurd and totally ridiculous and makes me want to just it eats nonstop because sick and sad. And that's so ridiculous and insane. So any of you girls out there who are into inspiration posts or anorexic or juice cleansing or thinking, oh, I'm too sad or my thighs aren't small enough, like relax, everything's fine. You're lucky to be alive. You look great. It doesn't matter. I just watched Scarlett Johansson in Lost in Translation the other day, and I was just looking at her cute figure, and she's she has a little pot belly, a teeny little pot belly, and She's just healthy looking and adorable and a teeny tiny bit portly and but she's fucking gorgeous and adorable and she's just healthy and she's a nice even skin tone and just I don't know, who gives a fuck about the size of your thighs or going on a juice cleanse. Now I'm just going on a weird rant about eating disorders and what it all means. Anyway, so that's something I heard that happened this week. And uh now I'm gonna get back to the phone calls. Area code I wish this area code 770 would just say hello. But they won't. 770, you're on. You don't want to talk? You just don't want to. All right. I'll get to another big sister question. Here we go. Somebody emailed me, and they said, Hi, Lexi. I'm going to Coachella next weekend. It's my first time attending, and I'm beyond excited. What are some of your essential tips for newbies? Woo! Okay. Glad you asked. We just covered that a little bit with the last caller. Um, So what you're going to want to do is, for all of you girls out there and boys and gay men and bisexual dudes and what have you or whatever, whoever you are, whatever you do, whatever you want to do, you're going to Coachella, you've always been, let's say you've always been too shy to wear hats or you've always been too shy to wear uh, American Apparel short shorts or any kind of short shorts because you just feel like, oh, I can't pull it off, or it's too embarrassing, or I don't want the body for it, or I don't know, it's too, uh, it will draw too much attention, or I'm too self-conscious, too self-aware. Well, now is the time to throw all of that insecurity out the window because you are going to Coachella, and you can get away with way more than you ever could walking down, you know, the streets of Boston or Los Angeles even, or anywhere. You're leaving your small town, and you're going to a fucking crazy music festival, that is pretty, I mean, it's not really crazy. It's, you know, it's t- totally commercialized and, you know, all about money and, and sponsorship and is it even about music? I don't even know anymore, but whatever. Who cares? This is going to be a fun time. So you want to you want to find a hat that, you, that you've always wanted to wear, but you've always been too shy. You know you have one. I'm sure it's in your closet right now, and you're looking at it, and you're like, God, I wish I could wear you. It's, it's spring, but I can't. I just can't do it. So you've got you to gotta grab that hat. You got to grab some fun short shorts or some fun provocative dresses 
that you can throw over your bikini or your one piece because I really do feel like one pieces are just as sexy and can be just as sexy, provocative, and tasteful and cool and chic as some slutty, uh, trendy two-piece. Anyway, you grab all that shit, you throw it in the tote bag because tote bags are useful, and you don't want to take a, you don't you do not want to take a fancy purse to Coachella. Okay, it's going to get dirty. You're going to be up all night. You're going to be at a fair. You're going to be on a Ferris wheel. You're going to be flirting with dudes. You're going to be sitting in the grass. You you got to not give a fuck about the clothes or the purse or the accessories you bring to Coachella. You're going to want to bring flip flops, SPF, SPF 40, SPF 90. I don't know condoms. Girls, you have to be prepared. Don't always expect the dude to be, you know, bring, bring the protection. It's just ridiculous because they don't. And they won't and they'll forget and then you'll whatever and you'll be drunk and you won't. Ah, buy condoms. Preferably Lifestyles Ultra Thin. They're in a gray plastic container. Anyway, um, what else? Flip-flops, maybe Keds. I think Keds, white Keds are very tasteful with, with uh, dark denim or light denim short shorts. Um, maybe aerosol SPF. What else? Lots of water, we said that. Maybe Gatorade. You're going to want to, if you're drinking, hopefully you're over 21 and you're drinking, uh, you don't have to buy booze there. Sometimes booze is not allowed in certain spots. What you do is you pour vodka into a little water bottle and there you go. Into a little like crystal geyser or whatever the fuck that water is, you know, like a little like individual size one. That's a lot of fucking vodka. Maybe you fill two of those up with vodka, or you hold, you have one, and your friend has one. But then you also need a mixer. Probably gonna want soda water or tonic water. So bring that too. <sighs> what else? You don't want to get roofied. You don't want to get raped. Don't you don't want to get too fucked up. You don't want to get dosed or somebody fucking puts a ecstasy or a roofie or whatever in your drink. Don't leave your drinks unattended. Don't fucking take, I mean, preferably, I really don't want you taking ecstasy. I mean, my friends take ecstasy. I've taken ecstasy when I was like a teenager, when I was like 16. But, I mean, my God, I'm way too good to take drugs. I mean, sorry, I'm not doing it. I did it then. It wasn't awesome. It was fine. I did it, and I can check it off the list. But, like, ah, I mean, nowadays I feel like teen culture and, you know, the youth of today, like 16-year-olds or 19-year-olds or whatever, are more into like being go-getters and, and powerhouses and superstars and fucking being successful much sooner in life. So I'm not saying that drugs can enhance your mind and take you to a new level of, of uh, spiritual growth and, and having epiphanies, but I also think that not doing drugs and not smoking and being very young, like a 15-year-old, 16-year-old, 17-year-old, however old you are, is the best bet. I feel like that's the smarter choice because while the fucking losers are smoking pot and like, uh, and like doing ecstasy and taking acid and, or whatever the fuck they're taking. You're like, you know, you're partaking. Maybe you're having a drink. Maybe you're not. Maybe you're sober and you're just keeping your sobriety to yourself because you want to be, be a fucking dorky downer. But you can still coexist and go to a party and make out with somebody and, and uh, dance and go on the rides and watch a band play and have adventures and have conversations and meet new people and hug people and be nice and have fun and all this shit. And then you won't be hung over the next day if you don't do drugs and you don't and, and you don't drink or whatever. You won't be hung over. You can probably remember everything that happened better. You can be the designated driver, so your friends who are getting fucked up will love you for that. Uh, although, hanging out with a bunch of fucked up people and you're sober, ugh, the worst, the worst. Because they're all like, 
no, I know how to get to the hotel. Or, no, I think the house is over here. You should, you should make a left. And you're like, no, I'm using GPS. I'm not going to make a left. I just, I just make a right. And they're like, no, why are you being such a dick to me? And then you're like, oh, God, oh, get out of my car. That happened to me like three Coachellas ago. It was so annoying. Some fucking drunk buffoon was telling me, the sober driver, with GPS, which way, the wrong way to get to the party. And then when I refused to go the wrong way, they got mad at me and then, like, got out of my car. And I was like, cool, get out of my car. Get the fuck out of here. Anyway, <clears throat> what else do you need? Maybe allergy medication? You definitely need Advil, water, SPF. We already said that. A few changes to clothes. Cute underwear always, okay, always. You don't know who you're going to meet. Um, let's see. I think that's good. A good attitude. Don't expect anything. Be excited about everything and anything. And if you don't have very high expectations and you're just going with your friends and just kind of just want to experience it, then you won't get let down. You know? There you go. Anyway, phone lines are open or not. Anyway, I've talked a lot about a lot of stuff. I, uh, oh, God. I got the peaches, peaches Geldof, my new kitten. Said, our, said, our, said uh, give a shout out to Tron. Red tweets. Um, oh, yeah, we're going to go back to Twitter. Do, 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 do. Maybe I'll read another letter. All right. I hope that helps, Vanessa. All right. First, I just want to say, oh, here we go. So I've been, this is a letter from Natalie. So I've been seeing occasionally slash dating this guy for a few months now, and we're just now getting serious and more comfortable with each other. One of the first times I was over at his place and had sex with him, I knew I was spotting, but it was super light. Now, just for people who are listening to me speak right now, spotting is when, like, a bit of your period, when you bleed a teeny tiny bit. It's light blood coming out of your vagina. Just a, a little bit. Um, anyway, so this girl says, she goes, I knew I was spotting, but it was super light. I thought I'd be fine. And I said something along the lines of, I'm bleeding a little, but it doesn't matter. It'll be fine. And then I ended up bleeding a little on a sheet. When I saw after we finished, I was really apologetic and embarrassed, and he was super nice about it. Not a big deal. So now, a couple months later, it was his birthday last night, so obviously there was birthday sex involved on his dark leather couch. It got very moist, which I had assumed was a result of non-bloody bodily fluids. We cleaned it up, but it was pretty dark, and I didn't think anything of it. He mentioned it in the morning, too, and went over to check that the couch was all clean. Today, when I started bleeding more heavily, I realized that I must have been bleeding, and that's why the couch was so wet, and I'm sure he noticed, and I never said anything, and to make matters worse, last night was the first night he didn't slash couldn't come, and he was really pretty sober. So, the advice given to me thus far has been that I don't need to text him slash bring it up and say something like, say something like that I'm still mortified, that I didn't at least acknowledge the blood, oh, so she, okay, she doesn't need to say something like, hey, did you realize I was bleeding last night? And I didn't, uh, I didn't, and I'm sorry. And uh, the other advice that she was given was that it's not a big deal. And I know it's not the end of the world, especially because I know he likes me, but the fact of the matter is that I'm so mortified that I didn't at least acknowledge the blood that was probably all over his couch. And it doesn't help that today is the first day of this week we haven't talked at all. I know this has been a pretty long rant about a pretty low-key situation, but I figured I'd at least try for some of your much welcome time and advice. 
And I feel like it's also a story a lot of girls can relate to. Thanks for everything. Might as well just call me girl who bled all over the couch and didn't realize it until the next day. Oops. Well, I've already said your first name. That's totally fine because nobody knows who you are. Um, But anyway, here's the deal with that. Yes, the cooler situation or way to deal with it would be, yeah, follow your friend's advice. They are right. Uh, Don't mention it. You don't need to. And also, by not mentioning it, you're not calling attention to it. And Whenever you want to deflect something and you don't want to, like, draw attention to it, this goes for anything, don't bring it up. But here's the deal. Spiraling out of control, you are freaking out and having a mind meltdown, and I can totally relate because that is the story of every day, of every moment of my life. And uh, if you love this guy and he loves you and you're comfortable with him and blah, 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 whatever, I mean, not too comfortable. I don't want you guys, like, shitting in front of each other. Not that women even do that because we don't. That's fucking disgusting. How dare you even make me say such a horrible thing? But you can say something. Like, if that happened with me and my boyfriend, uh, I would just go, oh, my God, God, by the way, I totally can't stop thinking about the fact that I didn't realize that I was bleeding the other day and I and I think I bled on your couch and I feel totally horrible about it. Is it okay to come out? Do you hate me? Am I disgusting? Do you think I'm a monster? I see that's my way of dealing with shit. I like to take it to the extreme. Of course he doesn't hate you. Of course the dude or the boyfriend is not gonna think you're a monster. And even if he does, isn't it cooler if you call yourself that first? That way that, you know, nobody's thinking the worst things of you because you're thinking the worst things of you so they can't beat you to the punch anyway I would just say that because you want to say it it's making you uncomfortable not saying it you could do two things you could do one of two things you could either start now learning the practice of not bringing up every insecurity thought worry that you have with everybody or with the guy that you're dating or you could start you could start doing that you can start learning that and that's 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 an art that's an amazing life lesson. I have not mastered that. I've, I, I'm starting to a little bit. I don't talk about everything. And sometimes I save myself the trouble and I go, you know what? That's exhausting. I don't need to bring it up and I don't even want to. And if I don't have to, I don't want to. I'm not going to. But most of the time, I say every fucking thing that's in my brain, um, which men love. Just kidding. Um, but if this is weighing on you and you feel self-conscious, there is also an episode of Sex in the City that's very similar to this. I believe it's season three. It's an episode where Carrie Bradshaw does something gross in front of Mr. Big, and she doesn't want to address it, and it weighs her down, and she thinks he doesn't want to have sex with her because of this, and blah, blah, blah. You should actually watch it, look it up. I forgot the name of the episode. But anyway, just say it. Just go, oh, my God, I'm totally embarrassed. Did I ruin your couch the other day? I got my period, and I hope I didn't ruin your couch when we were having sex, epic sex on your, on your couch. I was having so much fun, I didn't realize. And then we haven't spoken about it, so now I'm all self-conscious. Just say that. It's charming. It's quick. It's self-deprecating. It's, uh, it's polite to him because you're talking about epic sex. And then you rip it off like a Band-Aid, and then the ball's in his court. And then he can go, what are you talking about? Or, oh, yeah, man, it's fucking gross. You owe me $400 for my couch. And then you can be like, fuck you, dickhead. Go fuck yourself. Suck your own dick. Okay? Go fucking fuck a flashlight. But there you go. So I would go with option two. I think you should listen to the rebroadcast of this. Download this episode of Boy Crazy Radio. Write down verbatim what I just said. And then say it to him. It's charming, upbeat, fast. 
and, and a tad bit insecure. But you know what? Who isn't a tad bit insecure? We're women. We're allowed to be. We're all just people, really, actually. Everybody's insecure and weird about some stuff. That's a touchy situation. You're self-conscious. You're allowed to be. It's weird. Stuff gets weird. People go to the bathroom. They pee. They bleed. Weird stuff happens. I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about anything other than blood or pee. I don't want to talk about anything besides those two things. But let's face it. Air comes out of vaginas. Air comes out of other places. Weird stuff comes out of weird orifices, vagina and whatnot. It fucking sucks. Life is gross. People are disgusting, animals included. Everybody's gross. Everything's disgusting and filthy. So sometimes we have to talk about it. Not all the time, but sometimes. Maybe this is one of those times. Oh, God, you guys. Well, I feel really good about tonight. Um, I feel good. I feel like you're prepared for Coachella. If you're not, write me at boycrazyalexi at gmail.com. I got to read some of your big sis letters. I appreciate it. If you want to email me a question and let me serve as your big sis, you email me at boycrazyalexi at gmail.com, subject big sis. Um, oh, definitely go buy the book, Girl Boss. Actually, it's called Hashtag Girl Boss by Sophia Amoruso. She's the founder of Nasty Gal. Check out, check out nastygal.com, but definitely buy her book at kind of hashtag girl boss. My part's on page 96. I'm very proud of it. Um, yeah. And also, if anybody out there is listening and you're spiraling and you're upset and you're overthinking, which I can totally relate to, this is on a side note of a side note. I wrote this post the other day on my website, which is called I'mBoyCrazy.com. And it's called Things to Keep You from Killing Yourself. And I wrote that for people who are, you know, who may want to kill themselves, people who are moody, down, sad, need a little bit of a pick-me-up, need something to live for, need a little bit of something. I also wrote it for myself because sometimes I spiral and I get really in my head and I get kind of trapped in, in my brain and uh, and I feel helpless or I get sad or blah, blah, blah. So I have to, like, remind myself, like, how to get myself out of that dark place because you know we all go there sometimes and it sucks and it feels like you're sinking and you're like oh it's never going to get better and what am I even this life is too hard and blah 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 all this stuff and it's exhausting and it's never going to turn out the way I want it to anyway and what am I even fighting for and blah blah well that passes that dark moment and mood passes I swear to God and that's why it's very important not to do anything drastic or to hurt yourself when you're in that place when you're in that mindset so so I wrote that post for me as well, and in it is just a lot of things to perk you up, and and uh, and that's why I got a kitten. That's one of the reasons I actually got a cat. I mean, I didn't want the extra responsibility. I'm worried about that. I'm scared. I want to be able to leave at a moment's notice, and I know that I will be, and I can get people to watch my kitty if I have to go out of town or whatever, and kitties sleep and are very low maintenance. But, um, you know, that's stressing me out. But I got a kitten because... I just needed something to be responsible for and I needed something to kind of just take me out of my own head and to distract me and to just make my quality of life better. Um, and another thing I've noticed is it's really important to stay very busy, but also, maybe this sounds ridiculous, but having an audiobook or a book to slip into to read and you know at any time is really important. So this past week I read B.J. Novak's book. It's awesome. It's called One More Thing, Stories and Other Stories. 
I read that. So wonderful. It's a bunch of short stories, some longer than others and some very short and just really smart. And I, I wasn't sure. I had no idea what it was going to be like. I had no idea. I just had no idea what it was going to be like. And I was blown away. You know, some stories I, I related to more or, or moved me more. Anyway, it was just great. And now, and I listened to it on audio tape, which is one of the audio tape. Uh, I, you know, I downloaded it on, on iTunes. So when I'm driving around the city and I'm driving around all the time in Los Angeles, I have something to listen to, and I can't believe not everybody, I can't believe everybody doesn't read that book, or I can't believe everybody's not listening to that book. I feel like that's the number one, one way to go, because B.J. Novak, the author, reads the book, and I think that's such a wonderful, intimate thing to hear the author read his own book, because then their voice is in your head, and he got, he got all of his superstar famous friends like Lena Dunham and Katy Perry and Rain Wilson and... God, who else? Um, I don't know if it's Emma Watson. I can't remember. Um, you, got, you know, you got a lot of amazing people to read, oh, Mindy Kaling, to read parts of his book. It was just awesome. And then now that that's done, I'm reading a, uh, my next audio book that I've been reading is Andy Cohen from Bravo, Andy Cohen's memoir called Most Talkative. And he reads his own book, and it's fucking awesome because he is the gayest man in the world, and I love it. He is flaming gay, and it's so fucking awesome. And I was just, like, in hysterics listening to his book yesterday. So there you go. Take Epsom salt baths, listen to books, get a kitten, write in the journal, masturbate, be nice to people, keep busy, have dreams, have goals. If they're not realized, it's okay. Life is weird. And uh, call me next Wednesday if you want to talk. 646-378-0649 is the number. For the most part, I'm here every Wednesday at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Boy Crazy Radio. You can download the show, past episodes on iTunes. To listen to the live show, just go to boycrazyradio.com. Just go there at 9 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on Wednesdays. Motherfucker. Thank you very much, you guys, for listening to Boy Crazy Radio, sponsored by BoyCrazy.com, and uh, follow me on Twitter at I'm Boy Crazy and Instagram at I'm Boy Crazy. And check out my cute little kitty. And also, tell me what you think I should name my kitty. I'm thinking Milo. Um, and I'm going to play us out with a song. I'm going to play us out with a song. Oh, it's a demo. It's not been released by Father John Misty. He emailed it to me, and that makes me feel super cool. And I probably shouldn't be playing it. But I played it before and I'll play it again. Hello, sir.
Big news. The new Sprint LTE Plus network is faster than Verizon and AT&T based on analysis of a recent study by Nielsen. And to celebrate, we're inviting you to join Sprint for the biggest offer in U.S. wireless history. Switch to Sprint and save 50% on most Verizon, AT&T, or T-Mobile rates. Yep, you heard that right. No gimmicks, no tricks. You have Verizon 6 gigs for $60, 30 with Sprint. And if you have 15 gigs for $100 from AT&T, 50 with Sprint. Even if you have T-Mobile's 10 gigs for $80, we'll give it to you for 40 And we won't force you to watch video in low def. Oh, and one more thing. We'll even pay your switching fees up to $650 per line so you can switch to the Sprint LTE Plus network today. Visit a Sprint store or Sprint.com slash save 50%. Offer coverage not available everywhere for discounted phones. Excludes taxes, surcharges, roaming, and premium content. Subject to new line, $36 activation fee, credit valid for day. Plans may not be exact match. See website for eligible plans or offer end 1716 through 1818. Exclusions and restrictions apply. Contract by audio reward card requires online registration.